how to play poker. Poker, poker. But do you know how to play poker well? Well, I'll get ready to talk poker strategy with the people who run the games. Hear interviews with the stars. Get information on when to play, where to play, and how to play better poker. Poker, poker. This is Poker Action Live, a weekly poker show with your hosts Big Dave Lemon and Joe Rodriguez. And welcome once again, everybody. Big Dave Lemon, Joe Rodriguez, back for another edition of Poker Action Line. A lot of stuff happening, as usual, around the world of poker. We'll talk about some of the uh, results, some of the upcoming events. Of course, the World Series, uh, a little bit down the road still at the end of May, kicks in. Uh, One of the things we'll talk a little bit about later is how many tournaments there are uh, outside of the Rio this year. I mean, always there's been a few little series here and there. But uh, some of these major hotels, the Golden Nugget, uh, the Aria, and some of those big places are having six-week series, you know, uh, that's going to – a couple of them are uh, maybe going the entire time uh, that the series is going They're going to compete with them. They're going to compete, yes. And uh, uh, some interesting events. We'll see how that works out to have, like, four different places having major tournaments at the same time. But uh, uh, they want their piece of the pie, and they're going to they're gonna try to grab it. Well, let me tell you, that's a, that's an interesting concept, Dave. I mean, you know, uh, I don't know if this is going to water down the product for the WSOP. They've added more events also this year. Yeah. I don't know if that's in response to what uh, the competitors are doing to them. Um, you know, I don't know if they're going to be going. I mean, have you heard what the entry fees are going to be in some of these tournaments? Are they are they along I, I, the I same have a line? List, but I'll have to look them up. They're you know, they're a little bit cheaper. That's because that's yeah. that's the way I figure I would go at it as yeah. a manager. Is let me see if I can draw in somebody who may not say, "Hey, I'm not going to come down to Vegas because these things are just out of my price range." But now they can come and play a couple of tournaments. At one of the, you know, one of the competing casinos, one of the competing hotels, and then maybe say, "Hey, I'll go and play, uh, you know, one tournament now." You know, if it brings in even more people into Vegas, which is hard to imagine to play poker, um, you know, I think it's a great thing. I, I think they'll do big numbers for all their ring events. Uh, it may cost them a little bit in the uh, cash games and the satellite play that, that we see uh, going on at the same time. Yeah, the, you, yeah right. The, the people will play still for the for that, you know, for for the coveted bracelet that that they want yeah. uh, for these things. But you're right; it it could hurt the hotel, you know. But you know what, Dave? There's X amount of cash tables. It's just. It's just logistics. You can't yeah. you can't get more tables in there because I would imagine they're under the same restrictions that we are here in South Florida, yeah. where you know the tables have to be uh, you know uh, spotted by their cameras. Even though we know that Vegas has the number one in the world for that anyway, but um, it's interesting. Uh, I, I would assume their numbers are of public, uh, just like they are here. Uh, public record in Florida. Yeah, I would think so. You know, that, that's a very, very, I didn't even think about that, Dave. That's a great point. Yeah. That might be something that I'd love to see what their numbers have been, you know, if they break it down into cash and tournaments or even overall for the last couple of years at the Rio and obviously see what their numbers are at the end of the, the tournament well, this year. Well, I, I think you, what's good is it keeps uh, it keeps the World Series of Poker honest as far as what they do for the players. Now, over the years, they have been over backwards and tried to answer complaints and, and uh, you know, 
uh, wishes that people had on how to improve the event. Uh, there has been some complaints about the prices of the food and, and, and different things like that. And so they've tried their best they can to, to make everybody happy. Uh, but, uh, you know, eventually they can just say, you know, hey, if you don't like it, go somewhere else. Now there is somewhere else to go, so you really got to take it, care of it. And it's not only somewhere else to go, it's somewhere else to go right in town. Yeah, exactly. So, you know what? Yeah, you're right. I, I honestly believe that the players in the long run, will definitely benefit. I'm sorry, in the short run, will definitely start to benefit. Now, if this, again, compromises, you know, pools, I mean, I don't think they have any guarantees in any of these tournaments outside of a few of them, right? You have the Millionaire Maker, yeah. or, you know, but I'm not exactly, the main event never exactly. has a X amount no. of dollars set no, for it. No, it's not. Most it, of them don't. So it's always going to be in the millions and millions. A- exactly. So. But now, if those numbers drop, Dave... Do people now start yeah. to complain? Oh, hey, look, you know, last year, you know, the prize pool was, uh, you know, X amount of millions, and this year is X amount minus 20%. So, right. again, you have to start looking at this from both sides of, of the fence and, you know, come to a, a mutual guarantee. I know the players want everything handed to them on a platter, but uh, if the rooms aren't making – what they think they have to go through for this preparation, Dave, yeah. uh, they may cut back on it. Yeah, I don't know. Absolutely. I'm hoping they don't because this doesn't look like that's what they're, the way they're heading. Well, I want to tie up some loose ends that uh, we kind of left hanging last week because we were in, the, in the, the latter stages of the WPT circuit or the World Series of Poker circuit event out at the Bicycle in Los Angeles. Uh, since then, they have finished the entire series of, uh, in Atlantic City. So uh, there's been a lot of stuff going on. There also was a big local tournament uh, Tony uh, Burns put together called the Escalator 2 Series, uh, which involved four consecutive weekends over at the Seminole Hard Rock with a small tournament starting at 150, 250, 350 as they moved along the month. And then last week, the final event was the 560. Uh, That finished up uh, over the weekend. And uh, Josh Rittenberg uh, won that first prize, uh, 98000 It was a two-way chop, a head-to-head chop with Edgar Varis. But uh, Rittenberg wins uh, an extra five grand and uh, plus the $3,500 WPT Poker Showdown seat, which is coming up in April. Josh Beckley was the third-place finisher in that one, won 44000 Paul Balzano, who uh, always does well at the Hard Rock, has done very well in, the, in tournaments in recent years. And our friend Steve Karp finished 11th in the event, won 6,600. Congratulations, Steve. Uh, Brian Hastings also played, finished 14th. Kobe Reebok, who we've also had on the show, is uh, finished in 15th as well. So uh, that was the 560. Earlier events in the month, uh, won by uh, uh, Luke, Luke Rosenberg, won the uh, the 150. Richard Newton won uh, the 250. Our guest last week, uh, Al Gomez, won the uh, or finished second in, second. in week two, the uh, the 250. And then Idris Ambrace won week three. Uh, Josh Rittenberg, as I mentioned, finished uh, in on top of the fourth event. So uh, they are finished there. Their next event coming up will be the Seminole Hard Rock Showdown, which is a WPT event. Uh, I believe that's now going to be in their seventh year as well. Seventh or eighth year, maybe eighth year. Uh, I'll have to look that up. But uh, I remember when they did that first tournament in Seminole Hard Rock Live, uh, which was like a concert venue and all the tables were on the floor, 
Then they moved it into the ballrooms for several years. This year, there's a new event center opening, which you're going to play these uh, tournaments in this year. So wow. looking forward to seeing what that looks like. Uh, it's supposed to be beautiful. Anyway, uh, that is locally here. Uh, April 13th through the 15th are the dates for the main event of the Seminole Showdown, but uh, that gets underway very shortly. Also, the Isle finishing up their uh, uh, battles at the beach. We'll uh, update that a little later if we have some time. If not, we'll uh, wrap that up next week. But uh, a lot of things to talk about. A little later in the program tonight, we're going to have Kevin McClellan on, a good friend of ours uh, that has run a charity event, Tyler McClellan Foundation, uh, named for his son that was tragically killed in an airline airplane crash uh, in Tampa uh, ten years ago. This is the tenth anniversary of of his passing, and uh, Kevin put together this. Kevin and his wife Karen put together this foundation, uh, which benefits uh, sports um, participants in the Palm Beach County area and takes care, gets kids off the street, and and really does a great job for the community in the uh, Wellington and West Palm Beach area. So uh, we'll have Kevin on in our second segment. And then uh, later I want to talk a little bit about the Florida legislature, which wrapped up their session on March 9th. And uh, the expansion of gambling was the, the last thing they took up, and they couldn't get it solved. We didn't expect it to be solved. Obviously, uh, the House and Senate bills were completely different. The Senate a little more uh, a proponent of expanded gambling, the House completely against. Uh, but I want to talk about that because they did make some progress and uh, maybe uh, pretends for something to happen next year. Uh, also, uh, we'll run down some tournaments out in Vegas this year and what's coming up, and we'll have a lot of fun. Uh, the two events I did want to talk about was the bicycle and their main event. Uh, we were on the final table. And David Pham, who's well-known as the Dragon, a uh, long-time uh, top player, was the winner of the main event, won 216,000, uh, defeated 705 other entries in the 1675 main event. Uh, they finished up, and some people you may have heard of, Mike Shariati, who was a uh, player of the year in the WPT a couple of years ago, and Jonathan Tamayo, who uh, has won some big tournaments uh, as well, including here in South Florida, uh, won a couple of the late events. Ari Engel, we had talked about him earlier in the tournament. So that was a great tournament out there. And uh, they had some uh, tremendous turnout. It's always, because uh, you think it's California poker, and it's always a, a big draw. Yeah, well, they have a very large pool of people to draw from. And apparently they've been running those those tournaments, you know, the way the people like them. So you, know, you never really hear in California that numbers have been down. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know? Uh, I also wanted to mention the Atlantic City event. Uh, that was at Harrah's in Atlantic City. And they came to a close uh, on Monday with their main event. Uh, the winner was uh, a fellow named Soheb Porbandarwala. Porbandarwala. It's easy for you to say. Yeah, exactly. He's, uh, I don't know where he's originally from. I think he's, he lives now in Norwalk, Connecticut. But uh, he was the victor in that one. Uh, defeated Peter Vitantonio who uh, won the uh, World Series of Poker Circuit at West Palm Beach about three years ago, won that main event there. But uh, it's pretty interesting because they had a worldsofseriesofpoker.com online event that was held at the same time as the main event, and that was going on. Uh, and uh, poor Bandarwala was uh, playing in the tournament and actually had, on the online game, he had Pocket Kings. And his live hand, he didn't hadn't looked at yet. And this is very late in the event, uh, really. 
they were down to just a handful of people. And he looked at his kings online, and he verbalized all in without having looked at his cards in the live <laughs> event. Uh, says later that he wanted to say fold, but he was looking at the other cards, and he just blurted it out uh, all in. So he turns over his cards. He's got Queen of Diamonds, Two of Hearts. Okay. A hand he, he probably never would have ever played. Uh, the other player... Uh, not sure what his hand was. Oh, he had pocket jacks. Okay. The other player that has had stayed in the hand. And uh, the board runs out uh, ace, nine, five, queen on the turn three. So he ends up winning a big hand and a very huge pot. And uh, he was eliminated. The other player was eliminated. They had ten players left at the time. But that propelled uh, poor Bandarwala into first place, and he ended up winning the event. Uh, unfortunately, in the online event, he finished out of the cash. He finished out of the cash yeah. with the pocket kings. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, but he could thank the online game for maybe winning this tournament because that that all in was probably a huge amount of money at that time with yeah. ten players left. Yeah, it was. He had forty six big blinds at the time. There were ten <laughs> players left, and, and he said later, he said, "Well, I guess I really should rethink multitasking." But uh, uh, he said, "When you run good, you run good." That's it. That's all it is. Uh, I had, a, not obviously to that extent, but I had been playing, I don't know if you've ever, did you ever play when the Hard Rock had those poker tables? The I did, yeah, we had, we had talked about that, well, yeah. the first time I ever did that was on, was on a ship, and when I'm playing my first hand, I went to, to make a, a, a small raise, and I went all in, and sure enough, I mentioned, wait a minute, I didn't want to go all in, and so that made it an easy call for somebody on the table, as it turns out, I won the hand. But if I hadn't blurted, I didn't want to go all in. Who knows what would have happened, yeah. you know? And yeah. I wound up doubling up. Sometimes you're good in spite of yourself. Exactly. <laughs> uh, so Vit Antonio, who has uh, already has a uh, circuit ring, he finished his second, uh, winning 66000 Poor Banderwala wins 107000 for first place. And Matt Glantz uh, finished in fourth place, uh, taking home thirty five grand. That's nice. So that's a pretty interesting uh, series of events. This this whole series was pretty cool up there. Of course, uh, you know, having it at Harrah's in Atlantic City, you get some pretty uh, interesting people. There was a retired math teacher uh, that won one of the events. There was an 89-year-old fellow named Attilio Batando from New York who won his first gold ring. Uh, the owner of uh, two paint retail stores uh, beat a tough field in the Six Max and a college professor originally from Russia, also won one of the events. So uh, pretty interesting fields there and uh, uh, some nice turnouts there. Uh, 520 entrants in the uh, in the first big event. And then in the main, I guess there was, uh, well, let's see, 306. So, uh, right. you know, numbers down probably a little bit uh, from some of the uh, – Big tournaments that we see from up there, but uh, well, you also have to remember Atlantic City at that time. They've been going uh, New Jersey, that north northeast of uh, of the United States has been going through all those bad storms. That may have held a lot of people out of had taken travels up there. You know, uh, we were just mentioning before going on the air about the snow that came down and canceled over twenty three hundred flights in the northeast. So that that. Could be a reason why they they had some of those numbers down. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, the casino champion for that uh, series was Min Wang, 28 years old, uh, a pro, finished second in uh, an early event, and then uh, 
uh, end up uh, reaching the final table of uh, event number nine and and took the title down in event nine. So he was uh, with all the championship points. So he got there. one and two. A native of China, by the way, and uh, uh, lives now in that area. So uh, pretty interesting. But uh, a couple of new champions. We're seeing a lot of new names of people popping up. And, uh, you know, well, you got to remember With things. these fields and, and so much competition, you know, tournaments going on at the same time, you know, I, I kind of expect that to happen because, you know, top pros have to pick exactly where they're going to go. And uh, I'm sure that, not to say it weakens the field of top pros, but obviously with a lot less of them out there, uh, it allows, it really allows for the, quote, unknown poker player to, to take down some of these series. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, ladies uh, made a mark in the uh, LAPC series. Uh, five titles won by women at the LAPC this year. Oh Pretty my amazing. God. Congratulations to those ladies and let's hope that propels the numbers at the WSOP to, you know, be a lot higher than, than the numbers that we've been seeing over the last few years, which really I'm sure is a disappointing is is disappointing not only to the event but, you know, to, to you know, female poker players all around the country. Yeah, exactly. Um, some of the ladies that won, uh, Carol Fuchs, uh, I think people have heard of her. She won a, a 570 Omaha 8 or better tournament. Gina Hecht picked up a win in a horse tournament. Uh, Misha James won an $1,100 uh, buy-in limit hold'em event. Uh, Shirley Rosario won uh, the 570 Omaha 8 PLO 8 Big O. So uh, seems to be a lot of women very successful in the mixed games, and I think we'll see if that... Uh, uh, Rings over to this summer. Uh, Sangduan Dorsey was the other woman who won an event, a 350 No Limit Hold'em event. So uh, we'll see what happens. Uh, but uh, ladies, let's, could be make their mark this let's year. Listen, if we can get those numbers to go up by 10, 15 percent, it's going to make a big difference. And if we can have some continued success in the WLC, uh, WSOP uh, main event, you know, uh, you know, main main challenge here in the summer. Let me tell you. Like we've always said, that's kind of like the last frontier, huh, Dave? Yeah, exactly. It still is. Unfortunately, it hasn't really happened yet. No. Um, I did want to mention uh, also there's a, there was a story about uh, uh, a, a group playing in, uh, or not a group, but a, a, a woman playing in the main event this summer that says uh, there is gender bias at the tables and wanted to prove it by, uh, she has a book out, by the way, uh, but she wanted to prove it by uh, playing in the main event this year as a man, uh, you know, with a disguise on. And, you know, there's been people played with disguises before. In fact, Phil Locke did it back in 2008, dressed as an older gentleman, and everybody saw through the costume, obviously. And, and they actually made a rule that you couldn't, uh, you couldn't play at the table in, uh, in disguise. Okay. So uh, that rule going, was made. How is she going to get around that? Well, she thinks she's going to be able to fool everybody? Yeah, seems to seems to think so. Uh, the name of the book is uh, Black Widow Poker, A Woman's Guide to Winning a Man's Game. And she has a pen name of uh, Sia Leita, L-A-Y-T-A. Uh, I don't know what her real name is, but she says she's going to enter playing, playing disguised as a man and, in, and uh, write a story about the gender bias and how people treat you differently she said uh, women encounter bullying sometimes uh where women where are not at the able table to from yeah, other players yeah she's well she's, that's not really kind of new 
No, it? it's not new, it's but not she me. wants she that wants to. That doesn't come as a surprise statement to me, like like she's breaking some news here. Well, this book is a strategy guide, and she she wants to promote the book, but uh, she wants to kind of uh, talk about the social aspect of it as well. And I think something good can come out of that. We'll see. They're well, uh, they're actually. Uh, I don't think it was the smartest thing to alert the WSB no, that you're going to do is, it ahead is, of time. I, listen, Dave, as a manager, you know, father of three daughters. You know, I've been very protective of women when they were playing in my room, you know, uh, not to the point that I was babying them or anything, but I wanted them to be treated the same. You know what? You know, what she just mentioned there, I think this is more to start, you know, self-promoting the book that that I'm sure, she, you know, she's hoping to write or that she is. Well, she has write. written. It's out. She's, it's, it's already it, out. It's out. And so, in fact. So what's the reasoning for doing this if the, other well, than to maybe publicize the fact yeah, that her book is out? Yeah, exactly. Because guess what? I guarantee you, if you sit down, you know, with any of the women, that are, any of the great poker women that we've had on this show, you know, they will tell you the same. Uh, you know, if you're unknown, some of the guys are going to try to bully you, you know, think, you know, they, they, they look at a woman player and they obviously see an, uh, an inferior poker player, which we both know, you know, that that's not the case, you know, but they'll see that. They think that they can intimidate a woman. And it's just not a woman. They think they can intimidate anybody that they think is a is a novice. You know, un- unfortunately, sometimes the poker player, depending on the on the limits of the stakes, the tournaments that you're in, it's like a feeding frenzy. You know, yeah, it's it's absolutely. like the strongest will survive. And they, you know, the the, the bullies of the poker world uh, think that you know that they will gain an advantage and and take advantage of people. And like I said. This is probably one of the biggest reasons why you know we haven't seen more women play yeah. because they don't need to put up with that. Well, she says in the book uh, she recounts several experiences and that she's played in dozens of poker tournaments disguised as a man and not been uh, realized. But she it, it taught her a lot of things about how people uh, treat you differently. Uh, so we'll see what happens. The rule uh, that I mentioned uh, was introduced back in 2008 and still... Uh, Carries today says participants may not cover or conceal their facial identity, and tournament officials must be able to distinguish the identity of each participant. So uh, they said that they can even make players remove their sunglasses and sweatshirts and hoodies. Well. But we'll see. <laughs> um, they said Hi. if a player was caught uh, doing that, that they could be disqualified and forfeit their entry fee. She says, though, with the Me Too movement now, uh, that you know this, the the dialogue still has to continue about how men and women treat each other. Yeah, I, it has, Dave, and obviously, you know, we've taken big steps, you know, to to not have these stereotypes that we've had for, you know, decades and hundreds of years of, you know, whether whether it's, you know. Uh, a female, whether you're gay at the table, any any of the different stereotypes that people, you know, have always put a stigma on, you know, and um, let's hope she gets something done for the women here. But, uh, you know, it, it it's something that I know I've battled very hard when I was when I was the director. She said if they don't catch her, that she's going to uh, remove the disguise after she's in the money and uh she I don't know. Be, I mean, if like she, she makes the money, if she makes the money, you know, 
that may be grounds for them to disqualify yeah, her right possible. on the money, yeah, which possible. I don't think is her purpose anyway. But I'd sure love to see if she has a lot of chips with she, if she makes the money, if she's going to go ahead and. <laughs> well, we'll see what happens. We'll money. see what happens. Before we had to break, just a couple of facts. Uh, Barbara Enright uh, is uh, the only woman to make a final table. That was in 1995. Uh, last year, there were 272 women in the event of just under 7,000, so it was about 4%. So uh, we'll wait and see. Uh, anything that works to uh, get people talking about it and get more women in the game, I think uh, this may not be the way, but we'll see what happens. You got it. Okay, let's take a break in the show. We'll be back uh, with Kevin McClellan when we return. Talk about his local charity tournament in West Palm Beach at the Kennel Club. Uh, when we return, we'll be back with more of the show. This is Poker Action Live. This is Big Dave for PlaceYourChipsCaribbean.com. Want to know what's really cool? Your charitable tax-deductible donation every time you play. PlaceYourChipsCaribbean.com, the feel-good gateway to fun and prizes. Play free. Learn our system. Get 50,000 free chips and play for prizes. Play for scholarships that benefit Caribbean students. PlaceYourChipsCaribbean.com. Take it from Big Dave. A win for you is a donation to Caribbean education. PlaceYourChipsCaribbean.com. What is that? Oh, that? It's my time machine. Does it work? Sure. Just hit this button. Whoa, dinosaurs. Cool. Or we can go here. Hey, that's Napoleon. Oui. Or we can go to the future. Wow. Hey, you have this nice house. Do I have a nice house? No, you didn't save any money. Always spent it on vacations and stuff. If only there was a way I could go back in time and correct that bad habit. Yep. Okay, the time machine is not real. But the saving thing is. Get in the habit of putting some of your money in savings each week through a 401k, savings account, or financial investments. Put away a few bucks. Feel like a million bucks. For free ideas and easy tips on saving, go to feedthepig.org. That's feedthepig.org. What does this crazy little button do? This message brought to you by the American Institute of Certified Public Accountants and the Ad Council. Welcome back to the show. Big Dave Lemon, Joe Rodriguez from South Florida as we bring you another edition of Poker Action Line. As promised earlier in the program... Good friend of mine joining us on the program once again. It's uh, that time of year, Kevin. Uh, it's spring. Uh, uh, daylight savings time, that means. The Kevin McClellan's uh, Tyler's Team Tournament is uh, just around the corner. Yes, it is. How are you, Dave? I'm great. Hi, Joe. Hey, Kevin. How you doing? <laughs> oh, he's out tonight. Everything's good. Everything's good. Yeah. We're, uh, we're about three days away, and uh, we've got it cranking up. And, you know, this is the 10th anniversary of Tyler's passing. And our actual eighth, uh, eighth annual tournament with the Palm Beach Kennel Club. Yeah, absolutely. And, of course, with Poker Action Online. Yeah. So, I mean, everything's amazing. Everything's right, right after we started yeah. the show. I think we started the show March 10th. And then just a couple of weeks later uh, was the first uh, Tyler McClellan tournament. And right, uh, right. Just, to, just to reinforce the story for people who may have not been around the last few years listening to the show, uh, your son Tyler was uh, uh, tragically killed in a uh, plane crash over in Tampa. 
in the Tampa Bay area. And uh, the great story from this was that he had plans, uh, well, he had hoped to, he had made this promise to go with a uh, elderly cancer patient on an Angel's flight and flew to Tampa. Uh, could have gone to Disney World uh, with friends in Orlando, and he had been invited and, and was really, I'm sure, you know, looking to have a good time with them at some point. But it just so happened that it was the same weekend as he had promised to make this trip. And um, unfortunately, there was just three people on the plane, the cancer patient, Tyler, and the, and the pilot that crashed uh, a small plane in Tampa. And uh, immediately you wanted to do something in his memory because he, you were still close, the two of you. And uh, just quickly, uh, how you decided to get into the poker aspect of this? Well, we had done uh, a lot of different things, Dave. We had done uh, celebrity basketball events. I had gone the route of, uh, you know, local baseball, basketball, hockey games, sitting there with my tent and stuff. And uh, it was all good. It was all meeting good people. It just wasn't bringing in enough money. Right. So what I had to do is I had to jack it up a little bit. I had to, I had to go out and put on an event that I could get sponsors to bring in donations and to also allow us to get some more exposure for the brand and for the foundation, obviously. Um, so, you know, we've got, uh, if you notice on my sponsor board, I've got the same sponsors for my poker tournament every year because yeah. i got the greatest sponsors. And uh, the people that come to my tournament, I've got people that have been there since the first one. And uh, they come every year because of the fact that it's a good time, it's a great charity, and <clears throat> I give a free buffet. <laughs> you know, yeah. the, the sandwiches <laughs> and uh, great coleslaw, that's uh, always a good draw. But uh, anybody could do a golf tournament. The, the, the poker thing, I thought, maybe might get you into playing a little bit more, but uh, you kind of keep your distance when it comes to that. Well, you know, it's funny because I had a friend of mine um, I met through uh, Jim Jensen from the Miami Dolphins, and uh, he's the one who suggested running this, doing this poker tournament. And I'm like, you know what? I don't know nothing about this. I ended up with, uh, I don't know if you know him, Joe Conti up at the Palm yeah, Beach sure, Kennel Club. Yeah, absolutely. And, yeah, and actually Joe will be there this Sunday, oh, too. Oh, great. Great. Love to see him. So, um, so Joe sort of took me under his wing, and I told him, you know, this is what I got. This is what I got to do. And he ran the first one, then he took off someplace, I think, to Vegas. And uh, so now I hear he's back. But Will Herrera has been running it ever since. Right. And Will's just, he's a fantastic guy. Noah Carbone, they're all great people. Teresa Hume in advertising. And, uh, you know, you just can't, I can't say enough about what these people do for me. Yeah. And, um, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm actually the only charity that they allow down there to do pre-registration. And I sit out there, and I'll do one, two pre-registrations, and that's okay. I'll sit there for five hours, but I got two more than I had last night. Well, one and that's th the way I look at it. One thing's a little bit different this year. Every year that you've done the tournament, until this year, they've had the, uh, in February, they've had the uh, World Series of Poker Circuit event. And for the first time, they did not have it this year, which means there's less players around and, and uh, less people to talk to about uh uh, joining into fun and uh, and getting them there on the the tournament day. Uh, how has it affected the tournament as far as you're concerned? Well, the the World Series of Poker basically, um, again, I was the only charity that got to get on there during that to promote my event, uh, and I hold that strong. And um, that was the thing where, you know, we'd go down with our donation, we'd tell our story, we'd let people know who we are, 
um, it was getting the word out. And it was also a sign to the players that had been to the tournament that, hey, we're back. Right. So this year, without the World Series of Poker, uh, we started a little bit later. We started in March instead of starting in February. And uh, what I'm doing this year um, is I'm offering, if they, if they uh, buy in online, I'm going to give them a free $20 rebuy. Beautiful. Now, that's only going to go till uh, Friday morning once the clock strikes 12. Which is the and 23rd? Then, yeah, the 23rd. Yeah, 23rd. Okay, yeah. So, so people listen so, to the show I mean, right away, they'll still have a chance to get into that. Right, and they can go to our website at www.tylermcclellanfoundation.org. And uh, they can register right there. I have a button there they can just click on. It's easy as pie. And, um, you know, it, 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 the other thing I'm doing without the World Series of Poker was, as you know, I used to give a 580 buy-in to the first-place winner. This year what I'm doing is I'm going to give the first-place winner $500 worth of tournament play at the Palm Beach Kennel Club. Right. And the important thing that I tell everybody the day of the event, and everybody should know this, is that that money comes out of the foundation. That doesn't come out of the player's pot, and that's big. That is. Yeah, that's very important. You know, and, and, and that's, that's me saying thank you because they get the Tyler's Cup trophy. They get the one-ounce silver commemorative coin. They get the cash prize. They're going to get the $500 in Palm Beach Kennel Club tournament play. And they get a free buffet. How, how bad is that? Yeah, That's well, not too shabby. It's a great day. You know day. what I'm saying? And it's like, you know, I played it in it several years. I got a chance to play last year. Unfortunately, a couple of years I missed because uh, yeah. uh, I had some conflicts. And uh, But this year I'm, I'm, I'm wide open. I'm definitely going to be there. And so anybody that wants to try to knock me out of the tournament can uh, can take their shot. It's not really all that difficult, to be honest. <laughs> but <laughs> but uh, this is the eighth year of the event, uh, and uh, I'm sure you have people that have played every single year. I do, I do. I have you know I have people I see every year, and you know I make sure that I go around and I talk to these people and I welcome them and I thank them. And, uh, you know, I understand the mentality of poker players. It's, you know, they want something to do on Sundays. Or some of them are just, you know, they go to all the charity events because they want to help. And that's a great thing. But mine, I think they come for the buffet. (laughs) I think they come for the buffet. (laughs) And the funny part about it, and let me tell you this real quick. The funny part about it is many people looking at a business point and fundraising, they say, why don't you get rid of the buffet? I say, you know what? Because the people like it, and I don't care what it costs me, I'm going to keep it. So I'm willing to take that, you know what I'm saying? And it's a situation where every year I try to give a little bit more, and, you know, my wife Karen, I love her dearly, and she says, Kevin, you give these people too much, you give these people too much. I says, you know what, I don't give them enough because I'm not getting enough. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) So I've got to give more. I'm I'm not in competition by any way with, you know, the other tournaments, the other foundations that I have in the tournaments, uh, they can have 400, 500 players. I'm very, very happy with my 80 to 125. Well, we've seen lots of uh, charity <laughs> poker events where uh, the buy-in's two, $250, $300, and, and uh, you've kept it reasonable at $50 with the $20 rebuys, yep. uh, some $10 add-ons later in the event. Uh, it is this Sunday. The play starts, uh, cards in the air at 1 p.m., but the buffet comes out at noon, so a lot of fun to uh, talk with some of the people and uh, talk with Kevin and, and get the whole story. 
uh, on the foundation. What they do basically, and I, I guess you can correct me if I'm wrong, but basically try to take care of kids who play sports in the Palm Beach County area because, uh, and it's such that's one of the great causes, is I think, because. You know, there's lots of tournaments for cancer and 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 uh, other diseases and and health issues, but this is also important to our society is to keep kids off the street, and it just can be so expensive for uniforms and fees and these uh, unbelievable costs that are involved, and especially when a family has, you know. T- three or four kids playing sports, it really solves some of their problems that you're able to uh, take care of them. Well, that's, that's absolutely right. Because the whole point is, um, you know, we don't want, we don't want kids sitting on the sideline and every, every organization, every sports organization has the policy of no kids sits. We know that. Um, but, you know, I'm looking at the single mother with three kids. She can pay the first 125, but she can't pay the other 250. And that's a sad thing. Or the mother with five kids that she can't put one in without putting the other four in. That's a sad thing. You know what I'm saying? Because she's stuck in a place. And, um, you know, people people want to help. People want to help. And people need help. And I think it does help when the kids are in an activity like sports. I think sports, no matter which sport it is, is good for a kid. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, it is this Sunday for everybody. Stop by and say hello to me. I will be there, and I will be there at noon. You know, to, I don't miss out on any of the food, so uh, uh, I will be right there. But it's the uh, Tyler's Team Charity Poker Classic, the eighth year of this event at the Palm Beach Kennel Club, which is right by the airport in in uh, Palm Beach there, uh, the corner, I guess, of uh, uh, Congress and uh, – Belvedere. Belvedere, right. Belvedere. Belvedere yeah. is the best way uh, to get there. You could take Southern Boulevard from the Turnpike and, and go east and then north uh, one exit. Uh, as you get closer, you'll you'll see the streets and the signs and everything. But it's near the airport, uh, just north of the airport, in fact. And uh, Congress is a little bit uh, there, uh, uh, a little bit uh, west of I-95. So if you go up 95, get off on Belvedere right by the airport exit there, follow the signs to Belvedere and head west, and you'll see the Kennel Club right there. Kevin, thanks so much. Uh, People need to bring a few extra dollars to get their uh, raffle tickets, the ultimate 50-50 raffle that you also have. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We've got, you know, it's funny because uh, being down the Kennel Club, like I'll be down there tomorrow night and Friday night. We we try to get down there. uh, You know, we work full-time jobs, both me and Karen. And... uh, we try to get down there as often just to push it and the raffle people ask me about the raffle. And I say, you know, the best part about this is you don't have to be present to win. Two years ago, I had a gentleman win it while he was down here at the world series of poker. Wow. The day of the event, when we pulled the ticket, I called him in New York and told him, congratulations, you won the 50 50. I'll send out your $700 check tomorrow. I need your address. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, and that's the thing, because a lot of people, when you do an event like that uh, in, you know, a 50-50, do you have to be present to win? The guy gets knocked out early. He's bought $40 worth of uh, 50-50 tickets. No, you don't have to be present to win. If you're going to do it, I'm going to help you. Well, I'll mention all the uh, the sponsors uh, of the event later in the show. Uh, and okay. I definitely want to... Uh, to promote that, because you got people like Bruise Room and uh, T-Shirt Guru that have been around for for just about the entire time, as far as oh, I know. like I said, you see, the uh, I just brought on two new ones actually. Uh, 
Midas, Midas of West Palm and Margate is a new one. And then I have a new one out in Wellington, uh, the Pirate's Well. It's a small little, it's a small restaurant. But, uh, you know, these folks, uh, most of them have been with me for years. And, you know, when you knock out the bounty and you get the gift cards, Walmart, Walmart's been with me for years. Right. Uh, um, Delray's Finest Signs, I'm down here picking up my uh, sponsor boards now. They do great for me. They do great. They're fantastic people. The Shirt Guru, great. Matt does my bags every year. Um, I've had the same people doing the same thing for eight years, ten years. Yeah, absolutely. So I don't, I don't switch it up because of the fact that not only are these people uh, partners with the foundation, but they're also friends. You know what I mean? They're friends. And, uh, you know, that holds, that holds weight with me. Yeah. Well, it's a lot of fun. I can vouch for that and uh, a lot of chance to win some uh, prizes and money. And, uh, you know, it's, uh, it's just a tremendous cause. So I uh, look forward to seeing you this, this Sunday, Kevin. And I'll see you there too, my friend. Okay. Take it easy. We'll talk to you soon. All right. Bye-bye. Kevin McClellan, the, uh, uh, well, I guess the CEO of, of what we would call the, uh, the Tyler McClellan Ooh. Foundation. And uh, also his wife, Karen, along with him, they run this thing every year. A lot of work involved, and uh, I tell you what, uh, they do a tremendous job. Looking forward to it this weekend. This Sunday at the Palm Beach Kennel Club, uh, March the 25th, and uh, be there early around noon You'll food, when the food comes out, and then we will begin playing poker at 1 p.m. Uh, we'll take this break of the show. Joe and I will uh, talk about a few things uh, in addition, when we get back, you're listening to Poker Action Line, and we'll return after these messages. This is Poker Action Line. Hi, this is Big Dave from PokerActionLineRadio.com. I want to let all avid poker players know about a great new lottery game that was developed by one of our sponsors, Atlantic West Management Group. This game is now available worldwide on the Internet and will be served as Place Your Chips Caribbean and operated on the Internet as an international lottery by Atlantic West. The Texas Hold'em poker-like game is perfectly legal everywhere and presented as a lottery game with tickets available on the Internet. You can win pick-six lottery tickets and cash prizes by using your poker playing skills. It's open to lottery players worldwide, and right now this game is in a play-for-free test mode, and you are not obligated to purchase anything. You can get 50,000 free play chips per ticket for the purpose of evaluating the game with no prizes awarded until the game goes live. The lottery customer can purchase a ticket with a unique number that will grant them entry into one of many Texas Hold'em poker tables. With a chip stack and like a lottery game, the prize value will be based on ticket sales. That chip stack will be valid for the remainder of the week as players can access the site as often as they like to try and take the chip lead. At the end of the week, the highest chip stacks will be awarded lottery prizes. And if you lose all your chips, the lottery ticket becomes null and void. As with regular lottery games, you can purchase as many entries as you like. However, each ticket stands on its own merit, and much like the regular lottery, the results of multiple tickets cannot be combined toward a prize. The name of this game is Place Your Chips Caribbean. You can access a live demonstration of the game right now at www.placeyourchipscaribbean.com. We believe that when it goes live soon, there will be a heavy demand for this game, as most lottery players would much rather have some say in the outcome of their lottery result. The odds of winning are greatly improved if they're able to utilize their playing skills in order to increase their chances of winning. I hope that you will try the play-for-free demonstration and hope that you will join us 
when the Play for Real game becomes available later this year. Tuesday nights on WFO Radio are all about Nitro. Join Joe at 7 p.m. Eastern each Tuesday night for the live edition of NHRA Tuesday Nitro. Race winners stop by to talk about bringing home the Wally every Tuesday night following NHRA national events. Tony Schumacher. Tony, welcome back. Love being on the show because it usually meant that we did something absolutely amazing. NHRA Nitro is available on demand anytime at WFORadio.com. Welcome back to the show. Big Dave and Joe. Our thanks to Kevin McClellan for spending some time with us. Looking forward to seeing him this weekend. Hope you'll join us up there at the Palm Beach Kennel Club as well. Uh, a couple other things. As, as we're talking a little bit about Cherry, there's also a tournament this week on uh, the 22nd, which is tomorrow night, uh, over at the Hard Rock, the Cohen and Cohen uh, event that they have every year. I'm uh, not going to be able to make that one this year. But uh, in the past, uh, the Grinder has uh, served as kind of a host for that event. This year, Noah Schwartz is uh, hosting that one over at the Hard Rock. That's uh, tomorrow evening. So you can check out their website, uh, Seminole Hard Rock Poker Open with uh, all the information there uh, uh, for that event. Uh, also uh, mentioned uh, over the weekend here, Jen Harmon is uh, auctioning off a lunch experience to join her for lunch uh, for charity. So uh, that would be pretty interesting. She's already had a $5,000 bid on that. So uh, she raises a lot of money for uh, – she's actually suffered from uh, uh, kidney disease. So she has uh, – uh, given money to the Kidney Foundation. She also uh, supports uh, PETA uh, for the ethical treatment of animals and and uh, has a lot of uh, participation in the One Drop stuff. So uh, looking forward to uh, seeing what she actually can raise uh, with just spending, uh, spending lunchtime with her. It's, uh, I've met her before down here at the aisle, and she's a very nice person and uh, pretty cool. So uh, look was, forward to Was Jen that. the one that was involved with Corey? Yes. That was her, right? That was the slow roll, slow the famous roll slow with roll. Jen there. Yes. Okay. Um, also, um, I did want to mention uh, a couple of things. I did want to mention uh, Nick Sordle is uh, out of the writing business. Oh, really? I didn't know that uh, Nick. So I guess he's no longer writing for the Herald, huh? Yeah. The reason is, is he's going to be running for political office now. So I did want to kind of give him a little plug there. Uh, People can check out his website, uh, nicksortal.com, S-O-R-T-A-L is how he spells his last name, and he's running for Plantation City Council. So hopefully a first step of a political career for him. Wow. Well, hey, good luck, Nick. You know, you, you you definitely got two big backers here on the show, buddy. Yeah, he said because he's now a political candidate, he had to part ways with the Miami Herald, so can't show uh, favoritism. He's just doing a little bit of writing here and there, but uh, he'll be up for the council in the election this November. Well, listen, good luck, Nick. Yeah, you know, appreciate he's it. He's a great guy, and wow. That, that I means, wish I lived in Plantation now so I could vote for you him. You know what that does, though? That leaves me as the only poker journalist left in uh, South, South Florida. South Florida? Yeah, it used to be just me and Nick. Now it's just me. There you go. 
Pink Dave says he's king of the hill, Nick. He I goes, guess. you couldn't put up with him, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, We're going to miss you, Nick. I'm going to miss his riding. Exactly. I did want to mention some of the dates for some of these other tournaments uh, that are going on at the same time as the World Series. Just You had a couple questions about it, and uh, we'll give you the uh, answers to that. Uh, the Aria Poker Classic runs from May 26th through July 8th which is basically the entire same, World Series. Yeah, same time as the World Series. Uh, there's going to be a lot of non-Hold'em varieties scattered throughout the series. There's going to be uh, a triple draw mix with Deuce 7, Ace 5, and Badoogie. Uh, also PLO 8, Triple Stud, uh, well, Oma 8 or better, PLO. I love that they're given all the different games, but my biggest concern from a player's point of view is... What are the what are the buy-ins into these tournaments? Four seventy. It looks like most of them are going to come in at four seventy. Standing. All right. Very so that's pretty good. interesting. They also have some uh, uh, two-day uh, eleven hundred dollar buy-ins. Uh, the WPT five hundred uh, comes about into about halfway through the event, and uh, that will start a little bit later on. Let's see if I can give you the exact dates on that. And uh, so the WPT will also be running an event uh, while the WSOP is going yeah, on. Yeah, yeah. So they're getting involved okay. over there too. The All WPT right. 500 starts on June 25th. There's going to be uh, I H I. That what is that? Nine yeah. openings, <laughs> opening days. D E F A G H I. Yeah. There's uh, three. There's nine opening sessions. Uh, there'll also be a $300 ladies event. There'll be a seniors event. And that will be at the Aria. Then in a smaller event is at the Golden Nugget. And uh, they're looking for a little bit different crowd uh, at the uh, at the Nugget. They're going to have a 570 main event. But most of the tournaments look like they run about 110 to 150 for buy-ins. So that's a little bit of a different choice there. A few $200, $250 buy-in tournaments. And that will be from, uh, let's see, get underway uh, May 29th, which is, I think, the first day of the... Uh, Colossus? Uh, might be the first day of the Colossus. You might be right about that. And they go all the way through July 3rd. So they're 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 going nearly in the entire time. And then the more established one is the Venetian Deep Stack Extravaganza, which uh, has some uh, pretty big events. Uh, they will uh, offer... Uh, a couple of mid-states poker tour events, including one with a $3.5 million guarantee, uh, $1,100 buy-in event. They have a $600 seniors, and they have uh, one they call a summer saver with a million-dollar guarantee. So that kicks off in mid-May, May the 14th, and will extend all the way through uh, July, mid-July, late July. Now, think about that, Dave. 29. You know how many dealers you need? Yeah. Well, they're all in town, so Well, no, but Are you allowed to work at more than one place? Uh maybe just, not. You can't. You can't, Dave, because oh, really? this is what happens. They put you into those tournaments, okay? And especially those first days. You they put you into the rotation of not only the tournaments but the cash games. And it's just recycled. Uh, you know, it it Obviously, as this as the uh, tournaments go on and everything else, you know you you start recycling some of your dealers. But man, can you imagine? They're complaining about you know listen what, what some of the well, some of the things we've heard here on the show has been the complaints of the quality of dealers that they have for these tournaments. Right. You know, especially at the very beginning, like the classes that you know has 
18, 17,000 people, or, you know, how many dealers you need. And you just, you just, there aren't that many dealers that could travel like that that are, let's just, you know, for lack of a better word, just say that that are adequate dealers that are, or below, below adequate dealers because they just need someone to, to get cards in the air and that can basically read the hands. And not only that, but you got you got Binions, you got uh, Planet Hollywood, and all these places are having their own poker games, a few tournaments here and there. Uh, it doesn't even seem like they could fulfill uh, all the positions that they need. Well, those dealers, they've got house dealers that can cover the tables that they have. I would imagine because of the overflow of people that are in there, Dave, your dealers are going to be putting in probably 50, 60-hour weeks, you know, because any reserve dealers are going to probably hook up at one of these venues. I would imagine it's got to be good for the dealers because to get enough able bodies, not I don't know, I'm not going to use the word competent bodies because unfortunately I've seen some dealers that are, just shouldn't be in the business, but, um, you know, I don't know what kind of money they're going to guarantee them or if they even do that because I know they work on tips and everything. We had a uh, young lady who worked with us at Dania that, you know, I know she had just come back when I started from the WSOP and she went last year. Uh, so she makes enough money that she thinks it's it's good enough to risk losing her job here to go for the six, seven, eight weeks over there. And she's a very, very nice dealer and... Um, uh, as a person, I I wouldn't qualify her as being a, a top-notch dealer because she has language situations, and I've seen some of her, you know, dealing skills. But I can only imagine how bad it is over there. And, and you know, the complaints that we hear is always dealer mistakes, dealers not being able to run the game properly. I wonder how they deal with that. Would you ever consider doing that yourself for seven weeks? I would if the money was right. If the money was right, I would definitely not have a problem with that. I would have to make sure that the living arrangements are right. But most of these dealers are working six days a week and only getting one day off, and they're averaging about 12 hours or more a day. Yeah, yeah it's a tough grind. You know, I mean, if you're making enough money to put up with those hours and you can pay your living expenses because a lot of these dealers now hook up and, uh, you know, get a place where hopefully it only costs you, you know, maybe maybe four or $500 for the month living, you know, with other dealers. And, um, you know, you can, for the most part, eat at the casinos because they usually have, you know, in their break rooms they have food from the different buffets that are offered up to the to the employees there. So, yeah, absolutely. You know, you save money on that. Well, if it's not enough uh, information for you as far as uh, what's going on out there, the Super High Roller Bowl will be back again this year at the Aria, not a part of the uh, series, but uh, that is from May 27th through 30th. So uh, the demand is huge in the demand out there. Uh, and, you know, if, if, if you ever thought about getting into it and were worried that you couldn't find a place to work, that might be a good start for you. It, it is because they have it for the traveling dealers. But remember, that's a good. That's nice for six, seven weeks. What do you do after that? <laughs> yeah, that's true. What do you do after that? Yeah, but uh, it continues to grow. Um, let's take our final break on the show. When we come back, uh, we'll talk a little bit about the Florida legislature and what happened there and uh, maybe some other bits and pieces. When we come back, you're listening to Poker Action Line. You can always find the show 
on uh, Hold'em Radio Network on a regular basis, usually on Friday or Saturday nights. You can catch uh, 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 replays on the show as well later in the week. Go to SoundCloud, pick up uh, any place you get your uh, uh, your podcast is a good place to go. iTunes, uh, we are on there, of course. Uh, SoundCloud, um, you know, the PokerFuse podcast page is a great place to pick up the show as well. And, uh, you know, it's out there. Or you can just go to PokerActionLine.com and uh, check out any of the previous shows if you want to do that as far as the archives go. Anyway, let's take a final break. We'll finish things up when we return. You're listening to Poker Action Line, and we'll be back after this. This is Poker Action Line. Hi, this is Big Dave from PokerActionLineRadio.com. I want to let all avid poker players know about a great new lottery game that was developed by one of our sponsors, Atlantic West Management Group. This game is now available worldwide on the Internet and will be served as Place Your Chips Caribbean and operated on the Internet as an international lottery by Atlantic West. The Texas Hold'em poker-like game is perfectly legal everywhere and presented as a lottery game with tickets available on the Internet. You can win pick six lottery tickets and cash prizes by using your poker playing skills. It's open to lottery players worldwide, and right now this game is in a play-for-free test mode, and you are not obligated to purchase anything. You can get 50,000 free play chips per ticket for the purpose of evaluating the game with no prizes awarded until the game goes live. The lottery customer could purchase a ticket with a unique number that will grant them entry into one of many Texas Hold'em poker tables with a chip stack and like a lottery game, the prize value will be based on ticket sales. That chip stack will be valid for the remainder of the week as players can access the site as often as they like to try and take the chip lead. At the end of the week, the highest chip stacks will be awarded lottery prizes, and if you lose all your chips, the lottery ticket becomes null and void. As with regular lottery games, you can purchase as many entries as you like. However, each ticket stands on its own merit, and much like the regular lottery, the results of multiple tickets cannot be combined toward a prize. The name of this game is Place Your Chips Caribbean, you can access a live demonstration of the game right now at www.placeyourchipscaribbean.com. We believe that when it goes live soon, there will be a heavy demand for this game, as most lottery players would much rather have some say in the outcome of their lottery result. Their odds of winning are greatly improved if they're able to utilize their playing skills in order to increase their chances of winning. I hope that you will try the Play for Free demonstration, and hope that you will join us when the Play for Real game becomes available later this year. Final segment of the program, Big Dave and Joe finishing things up here. Another edition of Poker Action Line. Uh, Kevin McClellan, good friend uh, for a long time. I did want to mention uh, a, a couple of his uh, sponsors that have been involved for him for quite a, quite a long time. Uh, run down the list real quickly for you because a lot of them are real familiar to you. Of course, the Palm Beach Kennel Club has hosted the tournament every year. TRA Insurance Solutions. Uh, he mentioned the T-shirt guru, Bruise Room. Uh, Delray's Finest Signs and Graphics, the, the Midas uh, people just came on, Stepping Out Florida, Outback Steakhouse, The Pirate's Well, Miracle Jewelry Exchange, Divine Pixel, our good friends at Annie Up Magazine, uh, do a lot of stuff for them, uh, Boston's on the Beach, MD Now, ESPN in West Palm Beach, Park Avenue Barbecue, and the Palm Beach International Raceway, which is... Uh, has some great uh, hot rod action and, and stuff up there. Also, Amenity Pro. So that's our uh, list of sponsors that we're looking forward to seeing this weekend. Uh, we'll finish things up with a quick discussion, and we'll probably expand on this. But nationally, it came out on some of the poker sites uh, that uh, the Florida legislature basically uh, uh, made like Ray Guy and punted things down the road again. 
<laughs> they punted things down the road. That's what they always do. Yeah. You know, always in the past, uh, the House bill, the Senate bill have come out, and they're completely uh, 180 from each other, and it looks like there's no chance that they could ever get together. This year it was a little bit different. Uh, the sem- the uh, Senate people, the Senate uh, contemporaries were uh, – trying to add uh, expansion of gambling in the eight counties that passed uh, referendums. And uh, those with paramutual outlets like uh, horse, dog racing, highline, could offer slot machines to their customers. Uh, The House was completely against that, didn't want any expanded gambling whatsoever. But after they got together, uh, discussions actually uh, talked about them adding three of the eight counties to get slots in. Unfortunately... Uh, the Senate people would basically uh, try to hold out for all eight, and then discussions broke down at the end. They decided really not to pass anything again this year, so well, there is no bill. Think about it. How, how do you choose three out of the eight? Which three well, become I'm worthy sure of Palm this? Beach was one. I've been thinking Grantna maybe with the other, and then Tan, and then Hillsborough County and Tampa or Pinellas maybe. Well, what do you do with Jacksonville, which has know. the largest poker room? Yeah, no, that's, you that, know, that's, that's possible it, that they could have been It one just doesn't one. make any sense. That, to me, was just, uh, you know, political speak to say, oh, we tried. I'm going to look into that and see what counties were discussed. You know, because how, how, do, you, how do you come up with that? How, what, you know, what are the, what's the criteria for choosing these three counties over, over the other five? Right. Well, the, there is no compact still uh, that uh, the Seminole uh, Compact expired in 2015 uh, under the agreements with Governor Scott. They're still allowed to run the blackjack games. Uh, They want to add some other uh, table games, but uh, they want to stop the paramutuals from these house-banked three-card poker games and that sort of thing. Well, listen, that's part of what the Indians are saying is is part of their exclusivity uh, with their agreement, even though they haven't signed a new one, but they're working under it. I guess this is what the state might be, you know, holding uh, I don't know how much money is involved in that. You know, I've seen what it does at Dania, but I know that there's other parameters that are real happy with with the way it works out because you're charging uh, a pretty decent amount of money uh, per hand, depend, bet, depending on how much money has been wagered. So yeah, exactly. The, 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 the parameters are happy if the game runs, you know, for a long time. Yeah. Well, we'll see what happens uh, again, uh, whether they come back for a special session, maybe during the summer. I'm not sure if that will happen this year. Uh, but they need to get something done, basically, because, uh, you know, the Seminoles can just say, listen, we don't agree with what you've done with these banked games, and we're just going to pull our $300 million a year. And uh, we've been allowed by the governor to go ahead and, and have our games. So, uh, you know, they'll jump out. Also, there's a, uh, there's a referendum that's going to be on the ballot in November that says uh, that if it's voted for by the voters of Florida to uh, allow for expansion of gaming in the state, the legislature will be bound by that vote to uh, do it outside of the uh, Seminole Compact. So uh, that's going to really That was the reason up. that they thought they might get something done, because this could have been the last uh, session that they actually could have controlled. Yeah, and they're, they're completely losing power. But There's listen, no you know, the, I've mentioned you know, hundreds of times on this show how, in my opinion, incompetent most of these politicians are yeah, when it comes question. to dealing with this. And then when you've got Disney also throwing all their weight behind uh, certain politicians to not expand gambling, you know, it, how many years did it take to go from a quarter, 50 cent, $10 pot restriction to, 
you know, to opening it up to fifty cents a dollar, then a dollar two, eventually. So you're talking thirteen years it took them just to get to where we yeah, are today because that was in yeah. twenty ten. Yeah. And then it took them about eight years to already open the door a little bit to get to a fifty cents a dollar with no pot restrictions. It's just you know the pace is absolutely and the world. Listen, Florida didn't you know didn't didn't go to hell, didn't get you know damned and all of these things yeah. that that they were predicting was going to happen. You know, uh, it's just amazing. Yeah, it's for the uh, for a state that the weather is so warm, uh, the pace is absolutely glacial. There you go. <laughs> like okay, that. well that's going to do it for this program. Uh, we appreciate you being with us tonight. Uh, more to talk about next week. And we hope you'll join us then. Poker Action Line, our thanks to Joe uh, Costello for helping us out on, on the controls tonight. And uh, Gio as well for all his uh, uh, work on the uh, technical aspects of the program. Joe, thank you as well for your contributions. And thanks to Kevin McClellan for joining us as a guest tonight. We'll see you uh, up at the Palm Beach Kennel Club on Sunday, hopefully. If not, uh, we'll catch you right back here next week for another edition of Poker Action Line. The views and opinions of the hosts, guests, or callers are not necessarily those of the station, its owners, advertisers, or agencies.